has found me just as I empty handed but alive in your hands singing my majesty oh majesty my majesty Forever I am changed by your love. Oh, in the presence of your majesty. Singing majesty, majesty. Oh, majesty, majesty. Your grace has found just as I am. Empty hand, but alive in your hands. Mm, Majesty, oh, come on, oh, Teva. Oh, Shekadava. Forever I am chained, forever I am chained by your in the presence of your mind. Just open your mouth, bless his name, bless his name, bless his name. Kalalalabos, Iyandalalamos, Shelelelebokalam, bless his name. Kota lava, shekata lava, iteka lalabas, zekalalalalama, shekalalalalama, ilelelelelemosia, intelelelelemos, ilelelava kalaban, stagranda balianda, irabota lava kalama. Shebala Babanda 
Magnify the Lord with me. Shekala bilimeya. Itekala la la bas. Shekala la bala. Shekala la ba. Rekolololololobos. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. You are the mighty one. A great in battle, Jehovah is your name. You are the mighty warrior, my mighty warrior. A great Adikatekaba, Jehovah is your name. Whatever language you know how to sing is my mighty warrior, great in Jehovah is your name. O Jehovah, so long. Ah, Jehovah. Shalom. Oh, Jehovah is your name. Ah, Jehovah is your name. You are the mighty warrior. Your great Shalemaha. Jehovah is your name. You are the mighty warrior. Oh, We call you a mighty warrior. Sana Mandehata Ikoleba Sate Mandelaba Itekala Bandale Mande. Ah, you are, you are ma. Odale Batala Seca Bela Badokanda. I want a mighty warrior, oh my, Sadele, Ikobada, Imatale, Madadea, oh my, oh, you are. 
give you glory. We give you glory. Shabbat. Declare to the universe who your God is. Say la 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 You are my mighty warrior. You are great in battle. You are my mighty warrior. You are my great God in battle. Jehovah. You are the mighty warrior. Shabbatah. Shegadah. Hmm. You are the mighty warrior. Great in battle. Uh, you may not know the song, you may not know the language, but just lift your spirit. Sujatano Ritum Jetu Rikanana no Pesuaninegu Neaui Cavari Susu Oria Mangue Juman Bayawa Juman Bayawa Juman Ojemo, Oje, Oja, Ano pebeya wajuma, Oh beya wajuma, Oh la la da 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 da. Na yasi Oje, Oja, Sun Sun Kun Kun. Oni wacha aote abaya wajuma abaya wajuma wotebo anidi. Oh, I need. Just lift up your hands one more time. Ah. I need. Oh, bless me now, my say. I come to. Oh, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour I need 
I'll come to you may be seated. I need thee. Oh, I need Oh, I we are I need Oh, bless me now, my I'll come. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I'll come. Essentially, his name reveals his nature his purpose his operations his location possessions and it is by relationship that the attributes or the qualities of his name are colored as we heard. So we have come to the knowledge that the name is powerful. The name is not just representing identity, but it reveals the multifacets nature of God. And prophetically, the name is the symbolism of his whole entirety. And so God said, whatever Adam named his creation, so were their names. And he brings us to the place this morning and he reveals to us that we are his righteousness. We are his righteousness. And righteousness means to have a right standing with God. Without a sense of inferiority nor condemnation. Not just having a legal standing to say I belong. But you have to walk in the consciousness that you are not condemned. You are not inferior because you are accepted by God. Oh, am I talking to somebody? Now, I was discussing with a man of God. And please put your hands together for the great man of the house. I want to thank God for his life. I have come to find, find a brother in him. Please help me, you know, find, is it find or found? English scholars, found. Sorry. Yes. If it is good English or bad English, bear with me. It's good for preaching. It's good for preaching. So I found a brother in him. And 
I thank God for his life. I thank God for the life of his dear wife, the woman of God who is helping tirelessly to make sure the vision moves forward. I tell people you can be anointed and be on fire all you want. If you have a frustrated wife, you have a frustrated grace. You ain't going nowhere. So every now and then, even when I don't feel like it, I have to make her feel special. And, and I go out, out of my way to, to make sure my wife feels good. And I know this man does more than I do. He said, you know, you, you can tell when a man is romantic. Eh? <laughs> Your pastor got swag. So I thank God for his life. But yesterday we were discussing and, and, and I was, I think yesterday or this morning I said the precedence has been set um, because before we can get into the place of prayer, real prayer, the place of prayer that works, you must fully have that understanding or walk in the superior consciousness of who you are. In other words, we are not praying from somewhere to go another place, but we are praying from a superior place. A place of finished works. Oh, hallelujah. We are not praying as victims, but we are praying from the place of finished works. We are praying as priests priesthood, standing in our priesthood office as royal priesthood, peculiar people, chosen generation. Now, listen, if you can just believe those words, you don't even have to say, Satan, I command you now, lose your... Yeah, those prayers are good, but if you have the consciousness, because if you don't have the consciousness, you can bind and command, but it won't go. Because you yourself, you are not convinced. Yes. And anything that you do that is outside of the realm of righteousness, of his name's sake, of his name, the, it, within the parameters of his name, we come to understand that it's not just something to call him, but it what embodies who he is. If you don't walk in it, you can say in the name of Jesus, and you will still be eaten by wolves. You can say in the name of Jesus, still walk in and out of that interview and be disappointed. You can say in the name of Jesus, and you walk back and the diagnosis is still the same. You say in the name of Jesus, and the attorney gives you that terrible news. But when you walk in the consciousness, you see, you see how many, who, who is here that recently got married? Who's here that hasn't? You. How long? Less than a month. Oh, yes, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Yes. Oh. I believe a day is one <laughs> in the sight of God. So, you know, do you know there's an attitude about women I love? When a woman is not married, they don't care the placement of their hands. As soon as you put a rock on it, 
and the ring is placed on the finger, they become another person. It's like, even if you don't, like, you may be having a conversation with her dear sister. Oh, can you show me where the dollar general sign? And she's passing by. Oh, she will interject. Oh, yes. When you pass that way and you go that way, you see, you. Within those few weeks and months, they are so conscious about what they are wearing. They go to take a shower and I'm sure they are in the shower and they, they want to make sure is my ring still there because if I lose my ring in a week, enemies have gotten you. So they walk within the consciousness of their marriage through the beautiful rock on their finger. And we have been giving to a groom. We are the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ and he has placed a ring on us. There's a marriage between us and him. And the ring that he has given us is symbolized through his name. That is why there is a demand for when I've married my wife, she's like, oh, I'm going to keep my name. I said, listen, I know, yes, because of documentations and stuff like that, but on my marriage certificate, you are carrying my name. Because you are mine. You see what America is doing to you? You are mine. What do you mean? I'm yours. I'm my own person. Listen. If you don't come in that mindset of marriage, you will never be a successful wife. No, no, no. You don't go to marriage with independent spirit. This is not politics. There's no, it's like that. No, when you marry, say, you are mine, I'm yours. Your body is mine, my body is yours. What belongs to you belongs to me. What belongs to me belongs to you. You don't decide what to, I tell my wife, you, you are working with my body. Whenever I decide, I want to do something with my body. Go to jogging with my body. We are going jogging. If you are going to do praise and worship with my body, we will praise and worship. Because you are mine. And because you are mine, you don't just go out to represent yourself anyhow. You now represent us. Everything you do, you represent us. Because you are his, you belong to Jesus Christ. And his name is on you. You don't get to decide what you just want to do. Everything you do in this earth realm is a reflection of whose name you carry. Whether you are a believer or not. Everything you do in this earth realm, the outcomes of your life is as a result of whose name you carry. 
And I thank God that we carry a better name. <laughs> Bible says, in the heavens on the earth, there's no name better given. There's no one that is better. There's no one that has a better name. And the Bible says, even at the mention of his name, every knee shall be pains in heaven and on earth. Hallelujah. So, you must walk in the consciousness of that name. And you must walk in the consciousness of righteousness. Because righteousness is what reveals your covenant entitlement. Amen. Amen. So, now, that brings me this morning in the same vein of faith. Um, go with me to Genesis 26. The hallmark scripture for this gathering. Are you bl- don't leave me. Oh. Just play, play whatever you want to play. Just don't play anything, uh, Beyonce or anything. Like that. Amen. Are you there? Genesis twenty-six. We're reading from verse one to five, and then we're going to jump. Um, to verse 12. I'm speaking briefly on the potency of prayer. The potency of prayer. Amen. The potency of prayer. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Because of uh, formalities, I have to give you the topic. I'm not, I'm not used to that. You see, as you can tell, I'm very unconventional. I just go into it. Let's get it done. Amen. And get into prayer. Are you ready to pray? We are here to pray. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. And there was a famine in the land besides the first famine. That was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech. Abimelech king of the Philistines unto Jerah. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee. And the Lord appeared to him and said, it's very, very important. And the Lord appeared to him and said, go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land. Someone shout in the land. Somebody shout in the land. There's a specific place designed for you. Hallelujah. Which I shall tell thee of. Which God shall tell you. God. After this gathering, after this waiting, after this meeting, this conference, you will know where God has prepared for you. Your amen is suffering from something. Verse 3, sojourn in this land. Sojourn in this land. In other words, tarry in this land. But I found that it's not just sojourn or inhabitant. Or habitate in this land or just abide in this land but I found that the word sojourn also means to be afraid in other words fearfully live in this place not being afraid in a sense of fear per se but be conscious that you don't belong here. You are just here per instructions and you are not a part of the people you reside with. So, 
Walk in that consciousness and make sure that you stay here but don't become like them. Oh, I think I said something. I think I said something. In this land and sojourn in this land and I will be with thee and bless thee for unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries and I will perform the oath or the covenant which I swore unto Abraham thy father and I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of the heaven and I give unto thy seed all these countries and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because that Abraham obeyed Obeyed my voice. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge and my commandments and my statutes and my laws. Time will not permit me. I would have broken down all of it because it sounds and looks like it's the same thing. But it has different functions. Amen. The statutes, the commandments, and the laws. But nonetheless, I want to emphasize on on something he said, because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandment, and my statue. Abraham obeyed my voice. Now we are dealing with the people of old, okay? And Isaac benefited from the obedience of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the 12 tribes because of Abraham. And we, as a result, are also spiritually, prophetically, we benefit from the obedience of Abraham. Nonetheless, there's an upgrade to this obedience. If the obedience of Abraham can give him entitlement to divine inheritance and to have this enormous blessings upon his life, and what about the obedience of Christ? We have a greater sacrifice. We have someone greater than Abraham. That has given us a better sacrifice. Oh, I thought you'd be uh, uh, excited. Uh, please smile, smile a little. It increases your face value. Smile. Amen. Verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land and received the same year and hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him. Can I begin to prophesy to somebody? When you live here, you are going to have an enviable blessing. An enviable blessing is going to accompany you as a legitimate companion of life. Enviable favor will be upon your life. At the place of your work, the place of career, whether they like it or yes, what God has said about you shall be made manifested. But before this, I pray that you have courage. Because when they envy you and you lack courage, you can survive. May God give you courage. In the name of Jesus. And the man works, verse 13, the man works great and went forward and grew until they became very great. For he had possessions of the flocks and possessions of earth, great store of servants. Wow. I love that part. I love that part. In other words, not only will you be blessed, 
You know, there are people who are blessed and the blessing seems like it has caved in on them and suffocating them. Why? Because they lack helpers. But here he say you have great store of servants. May you have helpers in life. Oh, did you hear what I said? Oh, I'm, I'm prophesying. Oh. I say you have helpers in life. I say you have helpers in life. Every great destiny is designed to have helpers. If you are not going anywhere, you walk alone. And they said that if you want to go fast, you go alone. But if you want to go far, you go with people. Helpers determine your longevity. If helpers are not needed, you know, this end time Christianity, I don't need anyone. I'm so anointed and powerful. My tongues have siblings. They speak speak with tongues. They speak in tongues. And their tongues have siblings. They don't need anyone. So they get into prayer mode. It's like me, myself, and I. And it's like, as long as God is there, I don't need anyone. No. It's an error from the enemy. God created us to be interdependent on each other as believers. Oh, hallelujah. There are no no lone rangers. Amen. I pray that God will give you helpers of destiny. Even Jesus Christ needed helpers. And I thought being God, he would choose one person. He had 12 people. So you walking around saying, me, I don't need anyone. You are setting yourself up for failure. But may it be far from you. May you indeed locate your divine helpers. Jesus said, those whom you have given me, I have kept them. So you don't choose them. God chooses them for you. I pray anyone that is not assigned to accompany your life, may the cord be cut off in the name of Jesus. May the link be broken in the name of Jesus. As you walk from this mountain on this holy place and you descend back to mainland, may God connect you to your destiny helpers. Somebody shout, I believe it. Shout, I receive it. For the Philistines envied him. Verse 15. For all the wells which his father's servants had digged or dug this is old colloquial King James, so bear with me. You know, dig, dug, the same thing. You understand? Tomatoes and tomatoes, the same soup, right? For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham, his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. Oh, can I prophesy one more time? You see, the place you work for, that they treat you like you are nobody. One of these days, God is about to give you a blessing. Your supervisor, the CEO, will say, go from us, because you have become greater than us. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? I don't know which law firm you work for, but they're about to not only say, we want to make you senior partner, but you know what? We will start a whole firm for you. Uh, Am I talking to somebody here? Uh, And Doc, I believe this word is for you. You're about to manage your own hospital. Uh, Oh, am I talking to somebody here? 
they are about to tell you, go from us because you are too big for us. Am I talking to somebody here? Listen, listen. Listen. Where we are is an unusual place. I'm not preaching. This is unusual preaching. So don't walk out of this place without grabbing something. Every word that is spoken from here is very essential to the next 12 years of your life. So don't, from yesterday, I've been paying attention and just connecting spiritually. Every, I know from now, I leave this place, this boondog, I don't even know, there's no GPS, no, nothing is working. But I know connectivity to the world, but connectivity to God. And I know when I leave this place, my life is about to be unique. Am I talking to somebody here? As you leave this holy mountain, you are about to dominate the earth. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? Your name is about to be known in your field of career. Ah, your neighborhood is about to recognize you. Your community is about to know you. Shepherd house, get ready. For the entire city will bear to know you. The state is about to know you. Who am I talking to in this place? If you are the one, shout, I believe it. Oh, yes. They're about to know you. I don't know who has a business here and sells a product, but they're about to know your product. Oh, it is yours. They're about to know you. You are about to become a global icon. You know, I was talking to somebody, a man of God at that, at that, and he said, you know, today all people want is fame. I said, but what do you want me to have? It's not all, like, listen, I'm not, excuse me, when a prostitute goes out in the middle of the night and wears that thing they wear, and they are trying to solicit for clients, do you think they wear all of that to stay hidden in the darkness? They worry because they want people to see them. They are marketing what they have. So if Jesus has given me his word, his power, his glory, why should they not seek for fame? Besides, Zephaniah said, I will give you fame. It's the word of God. It's just things that people say, rhetoric to suppress people. As long as you have a gift and a talent, you cannot hide it. God gave it to you for the world to see. And I pray, may God give you fame. Did you hear what I said? I said, may God give you fame. Separate house, God is about to give you fame. Oh, I said, you are about to be a global icon. An international superstar. Is anybody hearing me? Somebody shout, I hear, I hear. Verse 17, and Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Jera and dwelt there. He pitched his tent in the valley of Jera and dwelt there. Uh, Jera means a lodging place, a lodging place. As we have come here, we have come to a lodging place. Oh, are you following me? Are you here, somebody? 18, and Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham, his father. And Isaac 
digged again the wells of his father, which they had dug or digged in the days of his father. Please understand this. If you are going to go forward in life, you must first understand where you have come from. You must have knowledge of history. Oh, hallelujah. Up forward motions are determined by how far you are willing to go. Back you are willing to go. You have those who do physics. Is it physics? Huh? Huh? I don't know that thing. I don't know. Stay far away from anything. Physics and chemistry. If the periodic table deterred me from having interest in chemistry. But I love biology. I love biology and anatomy. I said anatomy yesterday. The man of God, that's all you know. He said, that's all you know. I said, mercy, Lord. You see, you have to understand something. For you to have a clear sense of direction as to where you are going, you must know what has happened before. When you go to doc at the hospital, they don't have to know you from anywhere. But before they can treat you for anything that is currently going on with you, or any, and, and even have the ability to predict what may be for you in the future, all they need is a sample of your blood. If they can get a sample of your blood, your blood will tell them where you have been, the history, your medical history. Your history is very important to your future and your destiny. There are mistakes that have been committed in your backgrounds. That if you don't know what happened, you are most likely to repeat them. But when you have knowledge of what has happened, then you are eventually going to reschedule, reshuffle, and do what reset yourself to avoid those things. Uh, is anybody hearing me? And Bible says in Jeremiah, I believe that chapter number 6, 16, it says, stand in the cross path. Stand in the cross path. Ask for the ancient days and choose the good path. Am I telling somebody here? There is an ancient path that is good that our fathers in the faith have laid for us. There's an ancient part that men like Oral Roberts, that men like Smith, Smith Wigglesworth, men who have gone and been with the Lord, men like the Archbishop Benson Idahosa, men like Evan Roberts, revivalists like William Seymour, they laid an ancient path. Men like Peter and Paul, men like the apostles, they gave us a good path to follow. Christianity is not about reinventing the wheels. It's a devil that is propagating all these kinds of rhetorics. You know, be yourself. How? Be myself out. Be myself out. There's nothing called be myself in Christianity. No. Paul said, imitate me even as I imitate Christ. Christianity is imitation. Not a cheap one, a quality imitation. He is the firstborn of many brethren. He is the firstborn, the first seed. Yesterday he was talking about it. The first seed of many brethren. So guess what? 
We are heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ Jesus. He's the first seed. He's the number one prototype. And we follow as copies. That's not being yourself. You choose to be yourself. You have the Adamic, sinful, demonic nature. I fear myself. What myself can do. So I rather imitate Christ. Somebody talk to a neighbor. Look them eyeball to eyeball. Don't be afraid. If they don't look you in the white of your eye, buy some demon. Tell them, be like Christ. So Isaac comes and he digs the wells of his father. The wells of water of his father. I like the profound revelation the man of God gave. That's another side too. We are going to get into that. You know, there are times you, you there are good fathers and bad fathers. Uh-huh. We have to bring the disclaimer. If my father was a fetish priest, I don't need to have anything with him. Everything he did was to my disadvantage. It's against my fate. Amen? But if your father was an evangelist, your father was a prophet, an apostle, someone served the Lord in your family, someone labored in the spirit, then it is incumbent on you to find out what they did, what covenant they had with God. And it's going to be essential. Why? Because if you can tap into it, oh, you don't have to struggle in life. May you catch the right part of life. Oh, am I talking to somebody? Now watch this. This is where we are going to pray. So bear with me. I told you that I'm not preaching, right? I'm not preaching. And Isaac, verse 19 again, and Isaac Isaac servants digged the valley, digged in the valley, and found there a well of springing water. They digged in the valley. Somebody say dig. Dig. Shout dig. Dig. Somebody shout dig. Dig. We are still talking about the potency of prayer. And Isaac servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And the herdmen of Jerah did strive with Isaac. Isaac's husband saying the water is ours and he called the name of the world Esek or Isaac because they strove with him how can I labor for another to take the credit for isn't it typical of our days today you work with a team of people you work tirelessly you work very hard you have sleepless nights Try to come up with the best in the presentation. And you get there and someone try to use schemes and maneuvers, strivings. They strive with you. They use everything in their possession. Try to deprive you of what you have labored for. That is why we are here today. Because some of us, we are here because we have been deprived of what we have labored for. What God has given us, we have been deprived of it. It seems like life has dealt bitterly with you. Every time you try to make a step forward, something pulls you back. Something constantly strives with you. When all men are being celebrated, it seems as though you have done something wrong. And you ask yourself, just like Esau, he, he goes to um, the, the, the house of God and says that, God, why? Why? Why is the wicked prospering? I try to 
Stay out of the ways of sin. Live a good Christian life. I do my best. And every time I try to do something, it seems like there's a constant battle. Constant battle. Even you have a wife, you, you, you still, your marriage is a, supposed to be a beautiful marriage to enjoy. You are just enduring. It's a constant battle. Something is constantly agitating and, and, and forcing itself, trying to break you out of course. And then, but the Lord said this very morning to declare prophetically over somebody, whatever that seems like is trifling with you, its agenda has come to an end today. Or am I talking to somebody here? By the blood of the eternal covenant, I declare, let the striving cease. Anything that is contending against you, let it come to an end now. In the name of Jesus. You study for months. Burn the midnight candle oil. And then you go to sit in the exam. It's like something strives with your mind. You black out. Do your best. You work overtime trying to save money. And every time you get to a certain amount, it's like something strives with you. City, the, the state writes you, 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 you are behind on your, your, your taxes. It's like something unidentified object, demonic agenda comes in, just swallows. That is what the Bible calls the devourer. The devourer. But today, the striving has ceased. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? And verse 21, and they dug another well and strove for that also. They dug another well and strove for, do, do you see the constant battle of the believer? Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Huh? Am I talking to somebody? Oh, this sense of Christianity, oh, it's all about grace. You know, warfare is not needed. You are joking. There are afflictions. Things are against you. And in fact, yes, those things are not because you have sinned. They are not against you because you have sinned. Or God wants those things to be against you. But because we are dealing with a legitimate enemy. A thief cometh not but to steal, to kill and destroy. John 10, 10. But I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. You have to understand there is a real enemy. Don't be ignorant. Paul said we are not ignorant of the devices of the devil. So this gospel of grace. Huh? Grace and, and wake up and oh glory be to God. Just confess and I have it. That's cute. But if you come from where we come from, you understand there's a real enemy. You see, you can't say, I just confess it and have it. You can confess it and have it and still be stuck and be a victim of pornography. So just because you have things doesn't justify the level of intimacy you have with God. You can have this and still be a, 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 a liar. You can have this. No, you are not being judged. Don't look at me that way. <laughs> there is a sin nature. There's a nature of carnal mind that if you don't war 
if you there's a fight, a good fight of it. If you don't war, he says, now resist the devil, and you will. If you don't resist, resist doesn't mean just sit down and just say, you know what, it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. No, he said resist. It means that every now and then you got to tell the devil, this mind, this thing thought you are giving me, this seed, you are trying to make me do things. I command you, get out behind me. Get deep behind me. Get out from me. I refuse to do it. You have to constantly learn how to talk to yourself. If you don't learn how to talk to yourself, or better yes, talk to God, huh? the devil will talk to you. The, the enemy will come at you. You think you're anointed. You pray in, some, you pray in, in, in tongues. Yeah. You pray in the tongues of some church that I used to belong to. Some tongues, the church I used to go to. You think you know how to pray in tongues? You, you, you have killed tongues. You think you have overcome? You are joking. There's an enemy that is after you. And if you be honest with yourself, you understand that there are grounds of your life that looks like the enemy has taken possession of it. No matter how conscious you are, that is why I said they have set the precedence for what is being said today and the prayer we are going to pray. Because as much as you are conscious, as much as you understand your rights, there's another dimension where you have to enforce your rights. That is what we are here to do. Amen. Knowing it is not enough. Enforcing it. So God tells Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart from your mind. In other words, keep speaking it, keep speaking it, keep speaking it. I don't care what you see on ground and what you see physically. Keep speaking it, keep speaking For the just shall live by his faith. Am I talking to somebody? You got to keep talking it, keep talking it. You see that they say stage three. You say, no, cancer is not a part of me. Am I talking to somebody? For my body is a temple of the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost is the only legal tenant in this body. Cancer cannot state diabetes kind of, you got to keep speaking it got to keep speaking it that is the way you enforce it so the enemy will come and he will come again somebody say come he will come again but you don't have to stop you have to dig again oh am i talking to somebody Bible says, and the devil came, the enemies came and they took that also they dug another and they call it satana satana means confront confrontation Hallelujah. They were confronted. Another contended against to take that from them. So they strove with them. They contended with them. And now watch this. And he removed from thence. You got to understand the times and the seasons of life. You know, some of us, we are here. Others are having a time of their life somewhere. Because they don't see the importance of being here. But by the grace of God, God has given us the grace to discern. So we removed ourselves from where the contention is to seek God. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? And today I declare over you, as you are here, by the time you leave, anything that had mastery over you, you prevail over it. And he removed from tents and take another well. And for that, they strove not. They strove. Somebody said they strove not. 
or come on, talk to a neighbor, prophesy to tell them it is coming to an end. Come, whatever you are going through is coming to an end. Whatever you are facing is coming to an end. Or whatever you are going through is coming to an end. Bible says, weeping may endure but for a night. Joy comes in the morning. I prophesy your joy is coming. Someone shout, I believe it. Watch this. He did another word. And for that they strove not. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. Essentially, that is the other dimension of prayer. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he called the name of it. To call is to pronounce. You give sound to words and you express them. When prayer is not anything, you know, people have made it to be. That is what we are going to do. We are going to call what God has given us. Because when God gives you something, God intends for it to be a blessing. Bible said the blessings of the Lord, it make it rich and it adds no sorrow. So if it's a true blessing, there will be no strivings. Though they will come, but they will prevail. They will make an attempt, that they will, but they will succeed. Oh, am I talking to somebody? And if they have taken something from you over the course of the years, this time around, in this season, in this prophetic season, I prophesy that you have entered your robot. There shall be no longer contentions over your miracle. Someone shout, I believe. You, you, you may not understand the pain of it, but some of us, we do. And that is why I believe we are here to pray. Oh, amen. amen. And he said, and he said, for now the Lord had made room for us and we shall be fruitful huh, in the land. And now, the, so he prophesied, he prophesied that now God has made room for us. Do you know there are people, God will bless them with a job. Huh? And because they don't name the job, they don't speak over the job. They don't seize the moment. They don't capitalize prophetically on that opportunity. They walk in fear. And eventually their fears become a reality. Have you ever been in a place where it's like, ah, this is too good to be true. I know they're going to be firing me very soon. <laughs> oh yeah. You know I don't qualify for this. I don't, I don't have the credentials for this. And I know something bad is going to happen. And they will ask me, I'll be the first to go. I'll be on the chopping block as soon as something goes wrong. Eventually, well, guess what? Something will go wrong. But you got to walk in a confidence, confident assurance of what he has given you. You, you have to understand that this is of the Lord. Ah, this is of the, the giftings of the Lord. The giftings of God. The callings and the giftings, they are without repentance. Oh, am I talking to somebody? God gives you something. Giftings, it's a gift. It is, he won't change his mind. God won't change his mind. So you have to enforce that. That there is no shadow of turning in him. It is the Lord that blesses. He blesses. He makes a threat. It comes with no soul. I will not endure so. This marriage will stand the test of time. There will be no separation and divorce. People's marriage will crumble around me but minus me. Am I talking to somebody here? People's business will not succeed but minus me. 
people will go in for the interview and they will not have come out with flying colors. But as for me, as long as God has given me the opportunity to even sit in the chair, it means this thing belongs to me. Somebody shout, I receive it. Oh, am I talking to somebody? He said, and he called the place Rehoboth because God has made room for me. But you see, we are talking about wells, right? And these are very, very significant. We are talking about wells. The first time the Bible talks about wells is in that very chapter. Principles first mentioning. First chapter. And if wells were not that really important, I don't know what the wells were truly for. I know the wells are source of drinking water. But prophetically, it's, it's also a source of life. Water is a source of life. Water is also a symbol of the Holy Spirit. No wonder that they strove with them. Bible says, we have this treasure in a tin vessel. That the excellence of power may be of him and of us. For this cause, we are hard pressed on every side. We are hard pressed. Because you carry him on the inside of you, things will come up against you. There will be contentions. There will be strivings. Why? Because you carry something valuable. And, and they come against it. Two, wealth represents inheritance. Inheritance. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. What you have is not a feeling. What God has given you, his spirit in you, is not a feeling. It cannot just be reduced to a feeling. What he has given you is inheritance. Wherefore, he has given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. By, by them, we might become partakers of divine nature. Partakers of the divine nature. We become partakers of divine nature. He has given us his inheritance, his promise in us. And you see, when you read Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, there's a place where the, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. But you got to read downwards. Having been made a curse for us, for it is written, curse is he that hang upon the tree, that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles, that we may receive the promise of his blessing by faith. What is the promise of this blessing? It's the Holy Spirit. The promise of his blessing is the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, he's not just there so he can speak in tongues. He has a name. Guess what? He has an operation. He has a nature. He's dealing with the location. You on the inside. Christ in us, the hope of glory. So as he has taken residence in you, guess what he has? He has possessions. In the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures, 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 pleasures are in him. At his right. So as he is in you, you have the wells of life in you. That is why the enemy will do anything. He will strive with you. And what he has done, guess what? Bible says that the Philistines choked the wells of Abraham. The curse of this uh, world is choking the spirit in men. The enemy is using the curse of this earth to choke what is in you. So you don't walk in the consciousness of who is in you and what is in you. Because who is in you gives you access to what is in you. 
and he's using the curse of it. So as long as your mind is on the, what has been placed to choke you, you will never understand who is in you and you will never get to know what he has for you. And they strove, they strove. So watch this. Wells are also a prophetic symbol of hope, what is to come. Wells are also a prophetic symbol of what is to come. Bible says, Exodus chapter 15, verse 27, when Israel gets to a place called Mara, Mara, Beta Waters, chapter 15, they get to Beta Waters called Mara, and God speaks to Moses, he cuts a, a tree, puts it in the water, and it becomes sweet, right? And they drink it. And Bible says they move from the sweetness of the water to a place called Eli, Elim, I beg your pardon, Elim. And Elim, Elim means wells. It's a place where there were 12 wells. Somebody say 12 wells. 12. And 70 palm trees. What it is, it was a type and a shadow of what was to come. God was trying to reveal hope to the people. But you see, at that time, they couldn't perceive it. Whenever you come to the place where you see the sequence of sevens and twelves, 70, 12, that, those are all prophetic symbolism, numeric symbolisms of the kingdom, of God's work. God's will. They came to the perfect place where God gave them hope. That was eventually, I mean, essentially, I mean, obviously, not the promised land, but when they got there, they came to a place of 12 wells, which represent kingdom. Somebody say kingdom. kingdom. The 12 wells of the kingdom, the 12 tribes. God was telling them, this is what is to come. A kingdom is coming that is going to be full of life. A kingdom is coming. And the number 12 also represents eternal perfection. Someone say eternal perfection. Yeah. You know, the number 7 is temporary perfection. The 7 is the number of rest and it, it, on this earth. And the seventh day, God rested. Huh? On the seventh day. And he declared the Sabbath holy. So 7 represents eternal, I mean, temporary perfection. But when you read Revelation, you come to 7, 7, 7, then it switches to 12. There's kingdom age. It switches to 12. The 12 tribes of Israel who are represented in Jerusalem, your 12, the 12 gates of heaven, huh? and the 12 apostles that will rule and sit with Christ in his throne. So these are hope to come. Do you understand? See, but you see, those times they didn't have what we have to know. They didn't have what you have in you to know. Moses had an encounter and he, saw, he had a glimpse of divine. He didn't see God. He didn't see God. He, nobody tells Moses saw God. He, he's lying. He didn't see God. He saw a finger right on a stone. He didn't see him. But the place, Moses saw Christ. Moses saw Christ. He didn't see the Father God. He saw Christ. And what he saw when he came down with the glory, he was a reflection of divine glory. That was on him. That was Christ on him. And guess what Moses did? He used a covering to cover his face so that people would not see the end of what was to come. The people would not see the hope that was to come. So he covered his face so they would not see that he was not that important. He covered his face. The Bible says, we all with unveiled face, beholding us in the mirror, the glory of God, have been transformed into the same image from glory to glory. So those times, 
Everything was concealed. Everything was a covering. Everything, they covered the face. They would let priests to go to the holiest of it, cover up. You know, women are covering. Everything was a covering. But today, after the death, burial, resurrection of Christ, hallelujah. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. You have free access. Amen. It's been revealed. So they couldn't see. They get to Elim. And those wells represented hope. Somebody say hope. And he said, so now we fast forward, right? And Mark chapter 4, Jesus comes and he says he was going to uh, Jerusalem or so, but there was need for him to go through Samaria. There was need for him to go through Samaria because there was a pressing issue. And where does he find himself? At the well. At the well. And what was he doing at the well? He was going to solve a historical error. He was there to solve an historical error. Oh, come on. Somebody work with me. Are you here? We are going to pray. We are going to pray. I'm going to cut it so we can pray. He gets there and he's talking to this lady. Uh, they called her a prostitute. And, and by me, I felt that she was more than a scribe and a Pharisee. She knew scripture. She had a keen sense of history. And he has a dispute or a discourse, let me say, with this woman and 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 the woman, Jesus asked for water. And the woman said, how come you a Jew asking me for water? You know, we don't have any dealings. And, and Jesus said, you will drink from this well. And you will be thirsty again. But the water that I can give you. Hallelujah. Amen. It will be in you. A well of springing water unto everlasting life. Amen. A well. said the water I will give you it will become a well he didn't say the water will just give you life he said it will become a well so the well is very significant it brings preservation somebody say preservation he said it will be a well in you it will become your inheritance a spring of water so anytime it's not just one time I give you this water and you drink but then I will give you the source of the water so that anytime you want to drink you draw from it so they get to Rehoboth and they build, they dig one and now there's no contention. And he said, this time the Lord has made room for us and we shall be fruitful. We shall be fruitful. Why? Because we have a well now that is going to guarantee fruitfulness. There is a well in you that guarantees fruitfulness. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, the Bible says that he that believes out of their belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Living waters. There's a well in you. Springing waters are in you. How do you access that well? How do you access that well? How do you access? Because when you are able to access that well, fruitfulness is guaranteed. How do you access that well? Whenever, First Corinthians 14, verse, verse 2, he that speaketh in our known tongue, huh? when, you, when you begin to engage the Holy Spirit, you are not just praying. You are not just saying things. You are, you are not just, you are not just, Bible says he that speaketh does not speak unto man. Bible says that they speak it unto God and how be they speak mysteries. When you begin to speak in an unknown tongue, you are accessing the everlasting water. When you begin to pray, what you are doing is you are unearthing anything that has been placed to block the flow of the oil. And that's what we are going to do this afternoon. 
Please rise to your feet.